if you take land crunch a month what of land crunch is like a year of mental color just because we are so obsessed with it and we spend all our time like thinking about it and trying to understand and trying to find different ways for things to work and like Bernard said like doing a bit of everything and so I think that that realization of like I think we just thought ourselves we either get serious with this or not we can't really know if it's working the way we want it to work unless we're giving it everything that we can Welcome to the Unlearn Podcast, where host Barry O'Reilly seeks to synthesize the superpowers of extraordinary individuals to think big, start small, and learn fast. Here's your host, Barry O'Reilly. Welcome to the Unlearn Podcast. On this show, I'm delighted to be joined by Victor Chima and Boina Babu, co-founders of LearnCrunch. Now, Victor and Boina both met and worked together at Spotify. Boina was actually a financial analyst, curious to transition into data science, and Victor, an engineer, keen to develop his senior leadership skills. In fact, that's actually how I met Victor, on a leadership program that I run for future executives at Spotify every year. Now, over a beer, Victor and Boina shared their passion for learning, mentoring, and personal growth, and ended up starting a project, Mentor Color, where they would match world-class mentors from tech companies with mentees looking to grow. 800 mentors later, and thousands of people who've benefited from this project, it gave them a space to be creative. That experience inspired them to go further, quit Spotify and co-found LearnCrunch, a platform that enables employees to learn business critical skills 10 times faster. They leverage the live and social elements of learning to create more engaging experiences for learners with their instructors from amazing places like Stanford, NASA, and Google. In fact, I'm going to be running the same leadership program inspired by the course that I met Victor on at Spotify on their platform next year. But before we talk more about that, let's learn more about their stories and where it all began for Victor and Boina. I started out as an engineer. I spent quite a lot of time doing that. And then I moved into management at some point. That decision at that point to move into management, that came from basically myself. I was asking myself, what do I really want to do next? Do I want to go deep on a specific thing or am I looking to learn a different set of skills? At that point, I I started to kind of observe my days. Like when was I the happiest? Like when did I feel the most fulfilled at the job? And I realized that I spent quite a bit of my time actually supporting others informally. And that pushed me back then both prior to Spotify and also at Spotify to spend so much of my time like developing like interns and like people within my teams or people joining Spotify from different locations. And so for me, I kind of enjoyed the fact that I could help someone else succeed. And it wasn't really new. I think I sort of knew this way before that when I would spend a lot of time supporting other people to get to their next step. And so I kind of realized that this is something that I really just love doing and I could potentially be good at doing it as well. So that's how I ventured into management at Spotify. And I think that like most of what people would observe about me is that I really care about the people that are within my charge and I really care about self-growth. And I do that for myself and I kind of hold people to the same standards as well. 
And most of the time, people have been happy that I've pushed them out of their comfort zones. And so just going through that entire process and seeing how people developed over time, because I had the opportunity to do this for about four years or so at Spotify, and I had a lot of more people within my organization by the time I stepped out. And I just kept asking myself, how can I maximize this? What can I do better? And I think, like you mentioned, this was when Buena and myself over drinks, I remember, were speaking about this whole fact that like knowledge does exist. We're not lacking knowledge. What we're lacking is how to move knowledge from one individual to another. And so that's how we started Mentor Color back then. And with Mentor Color, we learned so much that we sort of took a step back again and, and realized that, yes, Mentor Color is solving one aspect of the problem, but we were solving just one part of it. And there was the entire actual learning experience for someone looking to learn where people struggle sometimes to know what to learn, where to get that information from, what to trust. Because if you look online, there's so much resources and you would find whatever you want, validation. And someone is probably like giving you exactly what you need, but that's probably not what you should be getting at that point. So like sifting through all of that and getting to the core, that's super difficult today. So we decided to kind of help people get through the noise and then focus on the things that actually matter filter out like high quality content. And of course, your course is one of those I've benefited from it and giving people access to that. And then actually solving through every single hope in terms of people actually getting access to attend these courses as employees, knowing that people are quite busy sometimes and also don't necessarily have the means to pay for these courses themselves. So these are kind of the things that we're trying to solve with LendCrunch. It didn't happen by mistake. What I always love is that all great businesses sounds like they were started over a beer. And that's where you two guys <laughs> made it happen. So who doesn't love startups that were spawned from there? But Boyna, even you yourself, you have an interesting background, right? You started as a financial analyst within Spotify. That's obviously where yourself and Victor met. But for you yourself and your own sort of entrepreneurial journey, what gave you the impetus, if you will, to sort of say, you know what? I want to get out of just doing finance in a great company that's growing fast and do something for myself. What was the turning point for your, yourself? Yeah, I would say that I've always thought myself as an entrepreneur. Like back in the days when I was at my business school, everyone was thinking about getting a job like in an investment bank or like being an auditor or things like that. But I wasn't that interested in that. I was like already trying to launch my own startup. So I studied in France and I wanted to launch something like Venmo for France. Back in the days, it was no one knew where it was. Everybody was trying to solve the same problem. So I actually tried myself, but I failed. And uh, that was like a good learning experience. And then after this experience, I was like, okay, probably it's time to learn from more experienced people in the industry. And I always thought that Spotify was a good mix for me because it's like, I love music, I always love technology. And I thought that I would actually meet someone like Victor in this journey to build like something later. So that was kind of planned, but I didn't even know how. It was nice like to be a financial analyst. I didn't have this management experience, but I got to work with a lot of leaders at Spotify, from VP to directors and C-level 
people. And I think I learned a lot. After a while, I just realized that I had to go back to this entrepreneur journey. That's how it got started. Like, and I thought that I needed to acquire some new skills. So that's why I moved from like finance to data science slash web development. Because I was like, if you want to build a tech product, you need to understand what you're talking about. It's probably going to help you innovate, ship faster, and all those things. So being in this environment at Spotify with a lot of people that are kind of like self-taught, I just realized that a lot of people had the same background as me and they studied business as well and then they moved into tech. And I tried to understand how they did it. And I was like, okay, maybe I can do it myself. It was kind of like an inspiration as well, like for this project, Long Crunch, for this company, Long Crunch, because like I saw that a lot of people were learning online, but it's not the same for everyone. Some people are very determined to learn, but some people need support. And this is exactly what we're trying to bring to the table for those also want to make a transition like in tech. They need to get the support they need. Like you can feel lonely and getting like a mentor, getting a teacher to talk to you live. This is the reason why we all manage to get to where we are right now. Because in college and high school, like we all had teachers and they were great and we were learning with others. This is what I sort of enjoy both of, of you two individually, but also in, in a way, you're sort of role models for much of not only the businesses you've created, but the people you're actually trying to reach as well, which is really what I, I find very inspiring about you both, right? Even as you say, boy, now starting as a financial analyst and starting to learn data science and coding, being in an environment like Spotify, where you're sort of encouraged and given opportunities to do that. And for both of you, it feels like the first sort of business that you guys kicked off was Mentor Color, which is, again, this interesting. I feel like you were very good at taking these stepping stones type approach, if you will, to what you're doing now and finding ways to experiment with new opportunities, getting outside your comfort zone, learning it by doing it. And it gives you confidence to take another sort of bigger leap forward. Tell us a little bit about, first of all, how Mentor Colored started, because this is sort of, I think, like you're another stepper stone for you to learn crunch and your own entrepreneurial journeys, if you will. What were some of the things you had to unlearn from being in a fantastic growth startup like Spotify to then essentially creating an entity, if you will, of your own that started to encapsulate some of the ideas that you were, I guess, formulating at the time, I imagine. What is this going to be and how do we make this next transition? Tell us a little bit about some of the things you both had to unlearn on that first step before getting to Learn Crunch. Yeah, I think it's very interesting because I'm just like reflecting on that right now. And some of the something actually like coming to the surface. Bueno is probably going to have a similar story around this. But when you think about mental color, a lot of what we did from the outside, at least what everyone could see, we were already doing on the inside at Spotify. We knew that a lot of people were sort of penalized by being in the wrong geography when it comes to getting access to opportunities and knowledge. And myself being born in Nigeria, I spent quite some time there and I always go back every year. It amazes me the amount of talent that we have there that is still untapped. And it still is to this day. It's not going to stop. It's going to become even more. And I guess I was trying as much as possible as a hiring manager to 
attract as many talent as I could from everywhere around the world, including several nations in Africa. And one thing is I was able to pull some people in because I was sitting on a lot of roles. And I remember that at the time I was representing my mission on some specific competency hiring. So I could hire for multiple teams. And that kind of helped to attract more people to apply for these roles and go through the process. But I think at some point, it felt like there was just not, not enough jobs at Spotify or like opportunities at Spotify <laughs> or for these yeah, people. For all the people you were finding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. It's yeah. like, so it felt like it was good work. But at some point, it's important to maybe move a bit out of that comfort zone or like that environment and try to imagine something slightly bigger. That was part of the mental color story back then. So yeah, like making an open platform where anyone, anywhere can get access to the same kind of support and potentially some of these opportunities, right? Because the opportunities I knew about was because of the, the information I had. And so if you can take that and scale it out today, 800 plus mentors on Mentor Color, that's huge. So that's like a lot more opportunities that people could get access to and potentially more jobs on the other side as well. It's amazing for listeners who might not be familiar with Mentor Color. It's amazing what you both created there. Not only 800 mentors from world-class companies all over the world, but the amount of people that have had the opportunity to be mentored by these world-class, whether it's engineers, product managers, designers, a community from some of the leading organizations in the world. So, Boyna, tell us, tell us a little bit more. Right? You're the financial analyst. Tell us some of the stats that you achieved <laughs> even with Mentor Color and some of your own experiences, as Victor just shared, going through that process, if you will. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned like the word unlearn. And I think like when you start a business like Mental Color, you kind of need to forget about everything you learned before. Working at big companies, you don't really think about acquisitions, how you get users, how you get people to use a product and things like that. So I think all those things we kind of like realized that when you work for a big company, you, you've been hired for specific skills and this is the reason why you're here but when you create your own business it's like you have to kind of do like a bit of everything and we had to do a bit of marketing things that we don't we don't know like i mean i studied finance victor is he studied tech so we had to leave our comfort zone and try to learn new things but also like forget about the things that we learned at school like it's not because you built a very beautiful product that people are going to use it. It's not because you have the best tech that people are going to care about your product. So all those things we kind of like try to unlearn in this process so that we can like start from a new basis and trying to like find new ways to grow the business. How can you acquire like mentors on the platform? How can you convince those people to join? You can read a lot of articles about like acquisition, but may not work for your own business. So I think it was a pretty interesting journey. And also, obviously, being a financial analyst, data scientist, it's like we kind of use this data to make the right decisions. When should we launch a new product? Because the first version of Manticaller, we didn't have features like calendar, features like rescheduling, and 
but then we realized that people were like asking for this feature based on the data, talking to users, then that was the right time to launch this feature. So, and these are the things that you don't really learn at school, like management school or yeah, of course, yeah, engineering it's not school. in the MBA program. Yeah, damn right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for you, Boyne, what surprised you most about yourself? What was one of the moments, if you look back at even during that time, that you were sort of, you might laugh even at when you think about something different about how you approach the world now as a result of that experience? Yes, I would say that what surprised about my, what I was surprised about is that at the end of the day, you can be a bit naive and think that things are easy all the time. Get to 800 mentors, and uh, but you don't realize how much work you need to get there. You can look at the competition. You're going to see someone with like a bigger platform, but you don't realize how much work they've, been, they've done behind the scenes. So I think that was kind of like surprising to me. With this experience, we learned to be a bit less naive and kind of take a step back every time we make a decision, every time we have like a strategy, every time we, we try to understand like why those leaders or why those people made the decision. Like nothing has been built like in, like in three months or something. Everything is long-term. And I think this is one of the biggest learnings we had with this experience is that you always need to think long-term because like something that you do today, you will gonna see the results maybe in six months. I can give like an example on SEO, invested on SEO like a few months ago. And a few months ago when we started, we didn't see the results. Like we were like, oh, why are we investing in this? But now we're seeing that people are finding us thanks to SEO efforts. And it's just like, because we have a, not a total different mindset which is that we need to think long-term, being a bit less naive, and yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. So many great lessons there as well. The long-term thinking is one that resonates with me massively, especially when you're in the entrepreneurial journey. It's very easy to fall into short-term pain or crushes where you're trying to find those next five customers or the whatever, if you're in a startup and the money's running out, like all these things, it, it's very easy to get stuck in what's happening today or could happen next week. But that ability to commit to the long term, whether it's design decisions you're making, investment decisions you're making, like trying to grow a business, those as your guiding principles, I think says a lot and, and very hard to do in the moment. But, but what I love, again, about these sort of iterations of yourselves, if you will, is that when you start with this idea of two of you both working in, in Spotify and meeting each other, finding each other, starting Mentor Color, and then sort of taking your sort of next current leap, if you will, is then recognizing, well, right, we had these mentors and we're helping people get these skills, but there's a whole other access to knowledge and connecting people with that knowledge space, which has sort of led you, if you will, to Learn Crunch, which again, I'm delighted that we're going to collaborate on and run one of my leadership programs with a cohort with your group. So I'm super excited to do that early next year. Tell us a little bit about this sort of next transition into building this company, because this is sort of where there's no safety net now, right? Tui just said, thanks very much, Spotify. We had a great time. We're walking out the door and building our own business. So it's a great leap. So maybe, Victor, you kick off a little bit about that transition. What helped you sort of burn the boats, if you will, and say, right, that's it. We're leaving Spotify. We're going to go build this thing. How did you make that transition? And again, what, what were some of the learnings along the way? Still talking about unlearning. 
one of the things that we did is there's this concept of when you're building a business, I think there's something that we're very, like in hindsight, we see. Yeah, you know all the answers a, yeah. when you look exactly. back. Yeah, of course, it's <laughs> obvious. Yeah, of course, that's what we should have done. Yeah, exactly. It's like, for us, we got to, everything stays a side project until you actually give it 100%. And so when we started Color, we still, we're not 100% on it. And so it was something that we're doing on the side. What we realized is that if we really wanted to solve a bigger problem and we wanted it to be successful, we needed to give it 100%. Of course, I do acknowledge right that on. it takes some level of privilege to do that. But you kind of need to think about only that. And I think that that's something that we're seeing that if you take land crunch a month, what of land crunch is like a year of mental color, just because we are so obsessed with it. And we spend all our time like thinking about it and trying to understand and trying to find different ways for things to work. And like Bernard said, like doing a bit of everything. And so I think that that realization of like, I think we just thought ourselves, we either get serious with this or not. We can't really know if it's working the way we want it to work unless we're giving it everything that we can. And so it was something that was kind of eating us up and we're like, yeah, we definitely need to focus on this. And then we made the leap to go 100% on it. Looking in hindsight, of it was great what we were doing, but we were definitely working on a project. Today, we're working on a company. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I love it. You know, but for many people listening to the show, they're probably thinking, how do I do that? You both are great examples of you in a very successful company, all growing, lots of opportunities, personal growth, chances to try different roles. This is sort of safe and environment experiment, and you're encouraged to do it, if you will. But you start the side hustle, if you will, like with Mentor Color. And that becomes this sort of springboard, if you will, to say, right, that's it. We're going all in on the next project that is now a company, as you describe it, Victor, right? And I think it's helpful for people to hear that there are stepping stones to these things. It's not that you wake up one morning and you're like, instead of going to write code today, you just hand in your resignation letter and, and go sit in your bedroom and build a new company, right? It doesn't necessarily work like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a, there's a very thoughtful approach that you both have taken with this, right? Like learning your way yeah. through it again, uh, which I think is a very key to both of your stories. Is this, a, this idea of exploring, learning, growing your own knowledge and growing businesses on the back of that. So for you, Boyna, then as well, like as you sort of took the leap, what were some of the, the moments before, you know, handed in your resignation letter? Like, how did that feel, that moment where you were like, all right, here we go. This is it. Yeah. So I would say that it depends, like, if you're a solo entrepreneur or if you want to build, like, a business with other people. In our case, we are two in this business. You need to find, like, a great founder, your co-founder with you because you're working as a team. Let's say if you work at Spotify and you have a manager. Your manager is actually trying to build the best team and is having a lot of interviews with a lot of great people. But at the end of the day, he has to choose the best team. So when it comes to your company, first, you need to make sure that your co-founder is, is great, that you can bring things you don't have, and that you're going to work together. And then you have the same passion for entrepreneurship. So I think that was like the first thing I wanted to check off. And I would say like, I met Victor like five years ago and we've been discussing about it. 
for so many years. And I knew that Victor was great co-founder. So then I would say like, you need to find an ID. Finding an ID is easy, but again, coming back to finding a great co-founder, you need to be able to execute. So you need to think about, can you actually execute it? Execute a plan, like long-term, are you committed to working on this ID like for maybe five years or 10 years? Are you passionate enough? In our case, like learning is something that we love. Yeah, it's ingrained in you both. Yeah, it's so you're sort of building a business of yourselves, of, of the things that exactly. you care about. Yeah. And I would say that you need to make sure that you fixing a problem for a lot of people, that the market is huge enough and there's a gap. Like today, like there is a gap in education. A lot of people trying to learn on their own, but only 5% of people complete their online courses. And this is what we're trying to fix. What about the 95% of those people that want to become data scientists, but they don't have the time. They have like a family or they have other responsibilities, but they still want to become data scientists. This is basically the problem that we want to fix. And you have to be really passionate, have like a great team commitments. And also believe that you can make it. A lot of people will say to you that, yeah, it's going to be difficult. Yes, blah, blah, blah. But you have to believe <laughs> that you can make it. You have to believe it. These are the things that we kind of like checked off like before like deciding to handle the resignation. And that's how we got started. Yeah, look, there's so much that resonates, right? Like obviously I'm building nobody's studios at the moment. It's a venture studio. We're trying to do 100 companies and all day everybody tells me that i'm crazy you shouldn't do it it's never going to work why are you doing that the life of an entrepreneur is like sort of getting constant negative feedback admit somehow still waking up every morning and going right i'm going to make this thing work it's as you say it's not for everybody you have to build that into your psyche if you way but already you guys are starting to see like fantastic traction because you've put the time into this you know area you want to target you've learned from the not only the mentors you work with, but actually the people who've been mentees of these programs and build fantastic relationships with lots of different businesses all over the world to create these great experiences. So so now that you're a couple of months into, if you will, like you're standing this business up for yourself and launching LearnCrunch and you know, there's fantastic courses on there and data scientists from teams, people from NASA giving courses. Obviously, my course is going to be amazing, too. How could it not be on, on this great <laughs> yes. platform? I'm, ex I'm excited to share that too. But what have been some more of the things that have really stood out to you in yourselves? Like, what are you noticing about yourselves, about the new lessons you're starting to take on board or learning or unlearning, if you will, as you really stand up this company? Not being a project, as you said, Victor, but a company, which is this thing's going to live up probably beyond all of you if you keep going at it. Yeah, I think the one key thing is, like you said, we wouldn't have a platform if we didn't have any of these relationships or these partnerships. So I think the first thing is really understanding that we're basically here to support everyone, make sure that we can all align our interests and, and solve a problem. And so you can't really do it alone. Sometimes when you're working on a project, like you're hiding behind a screen, no one even knows that you are the one running this website and you're just like, you know, people just go in there and you're just watching. And I make jokes with this point all the time. <laughs> and I think that like when it comes to, to something like Learn Crunch, it is our company that we're trying to build and, and we're working with real humans <laughs> to build it. So 
we have amazing partners like yourself and people that have trusted us, you know, to learn on the platform and people who have trusted as well. It's a two-way street and we're kind of doing this together. So I see this as us going on an adventure together. We're trying to solve a problem. It doesn't really matter how we do it today. <laughs> I think that it's about like thinking, how are we going to solve this core problem that we're trying to solve? Like we want people to be able to learn and we want them to actually learn. Like Bernard said, less than 5% of people actually complete online courses, right? Yeah, it's unreal. And that's yeah. insane. It's like, what about the rest? What is happening? I was having a conversation over lunch with someone yesterday, and, and I said, even those, those 5% of people, they're not consistently able to complete all courses that they do, right? So these are people that have completed at least one course. And so it's not because we don't want to learn. Sometimes it's just not enough to say like, oh, yeah, you need to be determined, and that's, you need to be self-driven and like, of course, that's great. But let's be realistic. No one is ever any of those things all the time. So how yeah. can you create an environment where we can ensure that people get the learning outcomes that they want? Everyone learns and businesses move forward because people are learning. Companies tend to solve this problem by hiring new people. You know, they have a bunch of people that they've hired like a few years back. They don't learn anything and they just keep working based on the knowledge that they had previously. And then we're like, yeah, now we, we need more talent. <laughs> we're lacking talent. <laughs> what about upskilling those that are there and making sure that they do it? And sometimes they need your support to do it because they're focused on execution. And I asked one of my best engineers and I said, you have the budget. You can learn. Why, why is it so why difficult? Why don't you spend it? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. He's like, I actually sometimes get so stuck on what I'm doing and like trying to figure out what to learn whatever course sometimes managers need to 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 be held responsible for for how much their teams are learning and i think i don't see that happening anywhere yeah that's no, so, so true like, yeah so true this, so this is one of it yeah in the last company i worked in thoughtworks we got a thousand books a year it was one of like these amazing as you say like a, a privilege to be given that amount of cash to invest in yourself every year and if you didn't use it you lost it and i still remember Every December, people would be like, oh, I haven't spent my training budget. And people would just be like ordering books and books and books from Amazon and like delivering them to the office. The office would be just full of books because people were like, oh, yeah, I better buy them. And I guarantee I used to always ask people like six months later, I'm like, have you read any of those books that you ordered in December? No. But then it's halfway through the year. Have you spent any of your training budget yet? No. It's a pattern. As you say, like we need to create space. It, it should be part of the job. It should be worked into what we're doing. And it's fantastic. Yeah, that you're both creating a space to do that. For you, then, what have been some of your fun sort of moments now? And as you sort of look forward now, I guess, into building this into a company that's a couple of months into this now, you know, we're starting to get the platform up and running. You know, as you look forward, what are some of the things that are exciting you or are keeping you awake at night? Because I know I keep waking up at 4am writing down notes of stuff <laughs> that I forgot to do during the week, and I have to come back and do it. So yeah, I think what is exciting is that it's, I think it's a new market. We're working on something like that is big enough to, to be passionate, to be focused on it. It's big enough so that it has like a huge impact on a lot of people's lives. And I think we kind of like did it a little bit with Mentor Color. Some people got some jobs at Google, like internships at Spotify. And I think what makes me very motivated with this is that a lot of people like they will meet 
our awesome instructors like you, Barry, like the other ones we have, like in machine learning, video engineering, and maybe in two years, they will be able like, to reach the goals. And it's super exciting to be working on it now when like maybe in a few years, people will be like, oh, thank you. This course was really impactful in my career. So I'm very like keen to work on this because I know it's going to have a huge impact on people. And I know like personally, like I learned, I moved like from finance to data science. So I couldn't do it myself. I got some like online courses. I was probably among those 5% of people that were finishing the courses, but also <laughs> I, I got some help. I have to tell, like I got some mentors at Spotify. They helped me like guide me, provide me with all the resources. I had some one-on-one every week. And I feel like everyone should get this. It doesn't have to be just for like a small number of people. That's what excites me the most is that people can learn and change their lives clearly with, with those courses that we, we offer on the platform. All I can say is power to you both. You're not only your role modeling the business that you're trying to create, you live this every day. You can see it. We can hear it when you talk to you. It's such a noble cause. I love hearing the success for you is, as you say, in three or five years time, someone coming up to you and saying, hey, that course that you provided on your platform helped me make a transition in my career to something that I was trying to achieve. And I think there's just no better feeling, I think, than helping people get there and see you both smiling and nodding because, yeah, you're, you're all in on this. It's great. Again, it's been great to have you both on the show, hear your own personal stories. Thank you for sharing them with them. They are super inspiring. And as I said, and I'm very excited to run a leadership program with you on, on Learn Crunch early next year. So listen out, folks, if you you know you want to learn leadership with me and be on a platform that these two fantastic guys are building, make sure you check us out. I'll make sure I'll leave a link in the show notes. But thank you, Victor and Boyner, for joining us on the show. It's been great having you. Look forward to working with you, hopefully for many, many years ahead. Yes, thank, thank you, Larry. And looking forward to your course. I definitely recommend it because I, I have taken one of those. So. <laughs> great stuff. <laughs> All right.